listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 141 on EdReach. Ten lessons educators can learn from Robin Williams. This is Ed Gamer for Wednesday, August 13th, 2014. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. I haven't done it in a while. So I was Jerry, a, try that again. Earlier. A big voice. There you go, Jerry. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. Jerry? Yes? Who the heck are you? My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts educator from Schaumburg, Illinois. Sorry. My throat's starting to bother me right as we're starting to do this. My name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade Soul Studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. You know, I just read through this, you know, the, our little blurb there about, you know, education gaming. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning. And our title to the program today is about Robin Williams. And, uh, yeah, so we'll get to that. And we're going to talk about a couple things here because we totally know this is due to us. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay Tropp from uh, Taito Online was on a few weeks ago. And they were they were about $13,000 short, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't. You made a significant donation, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, where'd you go? Me? Yeah. Oh, I was like, you disappeared. You went, went dark screen on me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, totally. I wasn't it like, uh, uh, you know, like a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give or take a billion dollars. A billion. Yeah. <laughs> give or take a billion. Yeah. Are you starting to get the? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Contagious gonna, over lines. Go it's like contagious there. So yes, we uh, we talked to uh, Lindsay from Immerse Games and their Kickstarter, and they got what is it fifty thousand six hundred and seventeen dollars. Yeah, we reached it. That is so cool. I am so happy for them. Yeah, and congratulations. That's awesome. I'm sure the few dollars that uh, you know we added to their. <laughs> fun, helped out. Hopefully we didn't steer anybody away from our, our commentary. You know, Lindsay, you had nothing to do, you, but yeah, so hopefully we didn't hurt your efforts in any way, shape, or form. I'm just so happy for you guys in, uh, in getting that off, on, off the ground, so we'll definitely have to have them on again, Jerry, and uh, we'll have to test pilot this, uh, this online experience. I think that's so Yeah, cool. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be awesome. Um, this week is a bittersweet for me and for you, I think, Jerry, because I think you want to attend also. But uh, Gen Con, actually, I think the Educator Symposium slash Trade Day, uh, you know, Game Shop Owner Day started today mm. in Indianapolis. And I wish I was there at Gen Con. I'm seeing all some of my, uh, uh, some people I know that have taken pictures on their trip all the way to Indy, and uh, yeah. It's, I love Indy. I just like Indy as a city. It's, it's an awesome city. So, you know, it's, it, this is like, I love this time too, because it it's actually, <laughs> I don't know why, uh, you know, they're both games, but like, 
one of the things that I thought was coolest about Gen Con when we went last time is you know how into it the town gets. You know, like they they brew a special beer for it, and then like the restaurants will do some certain things. And one of the restaurants that like totally just latches onto it the most is the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, grill. You know, like they they completely change their menu and they do all this stuff, and it's just kind of a cool because sometimes you think of those genres of you know the athlete and then the genre of the dorky gamer, and it's like they just come together in beautiful harmony to serve. Delicious yes. yet whittly, whittly, witty titled food. <laughs> what was that? Whittly? Creatively titled. Creatively, food. yes. And whittly. like mana was the beverages. So yeah. you know, you know, restoring your mana. I like it. Those those guys that run that place, or girls, or ladies, or whoever runs that. No, it was well it done. Was well done. Wonderful. So Gen Con is the original, longest-running, best-attended game convention in the world, featuring hundreds of game, hundreds of game companies, award-winning authors, and artists. Will Wheaton is is going there. Wheaton, uh, Wheaton, uh, costume attendees, and more than 10,000 events. Uh, a Family Guy Pavilion. They have the Family Guy there. Nice. And <clears throat> the debut of exciting new games. Gen Con is truly the best four days in gaming. Last year, more than 49,000 attendees set. An all-new attendance record for the 46-year event. So they had there was like 49,000 unique attendees, but it was like over I think 140,000 uh, actually went through the turnstiles. It was something crazy. It was just insane over the four, four days. Not not too many people leave. They, if you go, if you go, it's usually for the four days. All right. So what's what's the total number? 49,000 attendees last year. So what's a comic con? What do you think a number is? Oh, I don't know. It's I'm sure it's a lot more than that. Yeah. You look it up while I'm I'm chit chatting here. Okay. I love this Gen Con program book. I wonder how many. <laughs> it says download PDF. Uh, yeah, the book is like it's it's a massive guide. Um, uh, it's it's so huge. So today is the educator um trade day show, and uh, I've been able to present at that. Jerry, you you presented with me. Uh. Mm-hmm. The last time we were there, and then we got to test out some new games, and one of them was D and D Next, yeah, and that was a lot of fun, and uh, it was it was just a, such a cool time. So next year, the wonderful thing about they have a calendar already set up for the all the way through 20, 2020. <clears throat> and starting next year, uh, I will be able to. Uh, attend uh, five out of the next six years because it's like early August, uh, even late July. So I'm I'm really excited about that, and we'll definitely have to. If you go next year, Jerry, if we both go, then uh, we'll have to do some interviews while we're there. For sure, we'll hundred and thirty thousand plus. Okay, so it's a little bit smaller. Yeah, a little bit smaller. About a hundred thousand people. Yeah, but I wonder what the yeah because it's like forty nine thousand at Gen Con, but then you have, um, I th- I thought it was like over a hundred and forty thousand, you know, for the four days. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I don't know. This is from Wikipedia, so I don't know if that's unique or what. But I, I would you assume you go in there and change the number, Jerry. I will actually. I will right now. Put, I'm going to change one. it to five. <laughs> yeah, Gen Con's better. <laughs> okay, so as my stupid throat. Keeps on having problems here. Um, let me hold on to here. <clears throat> Seriously, this is getting bad. Uh, <clears throat> holy cow. 
I might need to get a, a throat lozenge. Um, so, <laughs> stop it. Who teaches junior high, Jerry? Uh, not me. <clears throat> so, uh, was it two days ago? Or was it yesterday? What are we talking about? Uh, Robin Williams. Jerry. Oh! Oh. E not yesterday. Two days ago. Two days ago. Uh, got the news that uh, Robin Williams passed away. You know, one article that I was reading, it talked about, it keeps on talking about how Robin Williams, you know, took his life. Uh, you know, he killed himself. And somebody wrote out there that anybody that deals with um, depression, it's the illness that takes you. It's not it's not you. So if you have cancer, cancer takes you. Uh, it's not like you have a choice. Um, yes, you can do treatments for cancer. Yes, you can do treatments for depression, but uh, it's not it's not an easy thing. As somebody who, as as a person that's dealt with family members who have had uh, troubles with alcoholism and, and things like that, it, it takes you to dark places. And it's it's very difficult to to get through. Yeah, you chalk that up on the boat of misunderstanding that this yeah uh, this society and our culture has. And yeah. don't get me wrong, um, we've progressed. You know, we don't throw children off the side of cliffs anymore when they don't right um, come out the way we we want them to. But but we still don't we still don't understand things correctly. And that goes back to our conversations about video games and violence too. You know, the misdiagnosis of, of mental illness and the stigmas that come with mental illness in our culture, you know, it constantly associated with weakness, you know, and, yeah. and things like that. It's just, uh, we just don't, we, as a culture, we are not good at understanding that stuff yet. So I put together a list of 10 lessons, um, Learn from Robin Williams and and one one article because there's tons of articles out there. Um, I, I I like this one at the end of this article. It talks about how. Sorry, I don't know if you. It's the last article which, there. Which there. one? <clears throat> the last one at the bottom from Fusion. Oh. Um, it says there will be much celebration in the coming weeks and months of Robin Williams' life and career, but perhaps the best tribute to him would be if we all reached out to the troubled people in our lives and let them know that we are here for them because Robin Robin Williams was there for us. So it's, yes, he could have, he did reach out. I guess within the last month he was trying to, um, you know, get some help for his depression. But it's it's always an ongoing struggle. It's it's those with, um, and I'm comparing it to alcoholism because that's something I, I know from my family is that I don't think you're ever completely over it. You're never... You're never cured. You just learn how to handle it. Mm -hmm. and, and depression is is one of those one of those things. Yes, there's medicine. There's uh, you can get therapy, uh, but it's something you constantly deal with. And there's there's also some very interesting articles about how how come they're comedians like this. How come they are so funny but yet so troubled inside and and it's it's one of those things that Robin Williams himself he was bullied as a kid he was a heavy, he was a heavy set kid and this was one of his methods of dealing with those those problems was that he he was funny and that was his defense mechanism to keep those that were bullying him away 
Hmm. And that's <clears throat> and that kind of part of me that kind of scares me because I I do that a lot. And you know, it's people they talk about if you had a bad childhood, parents divorced, you know, bullied. I mean, there's all these things that happen within your childhood that that could cause something like this and and to have you take a different stance. Some people take have different mechanisms for dealing with it. Robin Williams was his comedy. Hmm. A lot of people turn to games. <clears throat> a lot of people turn to game to, to games. One, in fact, uh, number uh, eight on this list. Part of it was he was a gamer. His daughter just name is is Zelda, mm -hmm. and he liked playing Call of Duty. And it's it's said that you know he liked playing video games. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a way that you know. I don't know if it was a release for him. You know, he's he, there's a lot of websites that talk about ADHD, and they they put Robin Williams as a poster child for ADHD. But there's nothing. There are people, there are actors and comedians out there that have gone out and said, "Yes, I'm ADHD." Um, he never has, and you know, so I hate to come out and say, "Yes, he's ADHD," but holy cow! I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's a lot of things that he was able to do, and some comedians talking about how he's able to take, um, uh, he's able to go off very quickly, think, and shoot from the hip, and then be able to connect those things. Um, me, as somebody who has ADHD, as an adult, I could jump, <laughs> I could go squirrel, you know, and jump around, and I'm sure if you've watched the show many times, sometimes I'm able to pull it back and bring it together, and sometimes I'm not. Um, <laughs> And that's whether Jerry's here or not, or if it's I took my medicine for the day, I don't know. But it's it's one of those things that he was able to make those connections and do that. And it was doing something that was fun for him. He was able to concentrate. So games, golf was one way that I concentrated. Um, you know, I know some people that play music that are ADHD, and that was their focus time. They could bring it all together and have true focus during that time on something they like to do, and, and maybe comedy was that way. So I hate to say that he's ADHD, but my goodness, he has so many signs that he was ADHD. Yeah. Um, and for me as somebody that was like that, it was very similar, especially at an early age, you know, I did look up to him. And uh, when I finally was diagnosed, what, 10, 11 years ago, you know, I did look for people that were ADHD and uh, look for inspiration. Albert Einstein, of course, he wasn't never officially diagnosed, but, you know, you look over the years and, and read about him. Yeah, he definitely uh, was, was most likely ADHD. Jim Carrey. Hmm. Emma Watson, I found out, was ADHD. Really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So there's a lot of people out there, but there are a lot of comedians that are are that way. Um, so that's that was my number eight. So I'm gonna go back up to number one. Um, this came comes from Mrs. Basting, who's a teacher friend of mine that uh, I teach with and have taught with since I started teaching uh, many years ago. Uh, how would you? F basically, she was talking about how would you treat a student like Robin Williams in your classroom? Hmm. Because I've had a few. Yeah. Have you, Jerry? Oh, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, oh, man. I think, I think you, you just have to honor that student <laughs> for their, their individuality. And, and, you know, it's, it's hard. It's actually really hard, especially with – it depends on, you know, which Robin Williams you're talking about. But the, the over-the-top. Eccentric, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. Like, like 
I mean, you, sometimes they're a riot when you're watching them on TV, and then to be in charge of them in a classroom and try to accomplish goals, you feel like you're constantly fighting a battle to stifle those right. things. And then you feel bad when you do, you know, because it's like then you get them to sit at their desk and be quiet for 20 minutes, and you're like, he's just not the same person. <laughs> you know, no. you see what it takes away. So it's, it's a hard, hard, you know, wire. Yeah, what's interesting is Mrs. Basting is also an art teacher. Mm. Um, I also think that there are certain classes that it's traditionally it would be easier to uh, have a student like that. Oh, of course. But I think because if you, especially if you like art. Yeah. You know, yeah. that would be a focus area that you could really hone in on, and you might not have as many crazy times other than the fact that I'm sitting here thinking now that Robin Williams in your art class, what designs is he making and are they appropriate? Well, I can already tell you there's paint <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all over him mostly, but then yes. just everywhere. And yeah. then he, he'd be able to see all the different uh, um, uh, pictures. He could go to each spot and go, that's this, that's this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then pull it out and go, Oh, that's not a pro. Yeah, I could yeah, totally see him <laughs> doing stuff like that. But it does make you think about it. And then, you know, I think teachers today, I think we change our style to fit multiple um, types of students, uh, differentiate within our classroom, and to make it exciting. You know, we're, was it Daniel Pink talks about, you know, we're basically uh, promoting our, our wares, you know, our, our subject area, yeah. and making it exciting um, it's a little different than what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, do whatever it takes for your kids. And I and I, I'm looking at this in multiple ways. You know, personally, and then you know, also uh, classroom-wise, or personally, but also from movies. And I'm thinking, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he made mistakes uh, in his life. Um, you know. Uh, Robin Williams character and then he basically did whatever it took to to spend more time and and you know win back his kids yeah um, and in a, in a definitely in a funny way <laughs> and you know I, I look at it and there's several there's several movies where um, he does that where he goes out of his way to try to uh, you know help yeah help people even if it means cross-dressing yeah, even if it means cross-dressing. I'd love to see you as a, as a Scottish uh, nanny. Uh, Me? Character. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea. One time, <laughs> there was an 80s party, and we showed up like women in our 80s. And they're like, oh, that 80s. Oh, that's good. That's funny, Jerry. It was that's pretty good. awesome. I had yeah. a matching dress with... Never mind. It's a long story. <laughs> Sometimes you need to fail in order to succeed, which is kind of a gaming concept. Um, you know, there's so, so many movies. So you take the sometimes out of the front of there. Yeah. Not sure well, any success comes without failure. You're right. You're right. So there are many movies like that. And even, you can even say that from his own personal life. Yeah. You know, um, I was reading somebody that talked about as a movie critic, he's going through his whole, you know, he's acted in 102 films. Wow. And, you know, you look at this critic was just, he got upset with some of the bad films that he would do, and it's just like, you were able to do so much more, why are you doing this junk? 
and sometimes it's 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 a learning process and and he's even said that you know what though i mean yeah he he had to fail at some of those roles to find other roles like i think we talked about this before we started but um you know for somebody that was such a family and funny and you know just very eccentric person he could also play calm and creepy oh the most amazing way one hour photo was like just an insane movie, you know, where he was just kind of wild. Like, I wasn't he obsessed cool. with the family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a, uh, it was, it was such a great movie, on all accounts. I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a fantastic movie, but his acting in it was, was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, Carpe Diem, season mm-hmm. the day, which, of course, we know. That's from Dead Poet Society. Uh, I took a few things in there where, you know, basic. this is something, this is something I look back. I, I rewatched Dead Poet Society because this came out, I think, in 89. Um, and when I became a teacher, I went back and watched this movie again. And I'm just like, I want to be like that. You know, that's, that's like super that's, cool. That's timeless. It's, I mean, there's like... Uh, so I took one of the most interesting graduate classes I've ever taken was um, a look at educators through film. So we we all we did was watch movies and then write papers about them. But we watched movies only about teachers, not about schools, not about students, right. not about kids in schools, like just representing teachers. And so of of course um, this one kind of held out on the side because it was it's not it's a little bit about the teacher, but not primarily about the teacher. Yeah. Um, but still like. There's like three or four movies that every teacher, you know, it's like your, like your, your dream role, you know, like I'm going to do things different. I'm going to get up. I'm going to stand on a desk in the first day and I'm going to rip a book up and, you know, I'm going to go all yeah. freedom writers and I'm going to, I'm going to be a Marine and rap in my you know, classroom <laughs> and like. Did you watch To Sir With Love? Uh, yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. That was a good one. 5048. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. Awesome movie. Um, but one thing that I took out of that movie was that we're individuals. We need to learn to think for ourselves. And I've always said, if you've listened to the show, you know that I've said it over and over again. The 25 students in my classroom are far more powerful brain-wise than my one. Mm. And they're able to come up with so much more. And so, you know, he talks about in Dead Poets Society, we're individuals, free thinkers, powerful individuals. And he gets ridiculed by the other teachers for thinking that way. Um, and then stick to what you believe in when others tell you you are wrong. Hmm. And that is a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. That is a tough one because he, he did it as a teacher and left. No, I'm he not was even, kicked out. He lost his job. That's, that's, al- that's almost impossible at a young age. And then I'm not even sure it gets easier at an no. old age. No. You know, that's just something that's difficult forever. Yeah. Um, Something I greatly respect in people, you know. But then at the same time, sometimes those people, uh, to to their own deficit, do that. So so it's interesting, you know. I, yep. Hard, another hard one, another tough one. And I kind of I'm gonna take this the gaming route is that stick to what you believe in. Um, you know, when I started using games in the classroom, teachers were like, you know, you'd hear yeah, them, oh yeah. you're just playing games. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure it was more than do. games. How about technology? You're just yes. using those computers to uh, waste time. Yes. You know? Yep. Totally. Um, give confidence to your students. Hmm. And there's, you know, especially in that film, 
the one kid who spoke up at the end um, and spoke, you know, um, do you remember that part where he wouldn't even, he really didn't even talk and it just, he gave him the confidence and, yeah. uh, oh, captain, my captain. Yeah. So, you know, give confidence to your students, make them, you know, it's, it's finding those, those special skills that each student has and giving them the confidence to, to do things they never thought they could do. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and you could, you could even say Goodwill Hunting has... Yeah, sure. But that's, they kind of talk about, you know, failure, you know, the, the dips of that, those characters. Yeah. Um, of the psychiatrist uh, played by Robin Williams and then also uh, Matt Damon's character who's brilliant. But then, you know, sometimes it takes those failures and then uh, to figure out what you need to do. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that's – so I'm kind of up to five there. Uh, so six was, you know, depression, working through problems, uh, you know, talking about uh, substance abuse. You know, the one thing that he did that I, I firmly believe in is that uh, he always shared about his, uh, his problems with substance abuse. Yeah. He was very candid about it. Uh, he even joked about it. Well, you know, maybe that comes from his history of using comedy to to deflect those things. Because well, yeah, honestly, otherwise, if you take yourself so seriously that you can't admit that, I think that's why a lot of people hide those things. Is they're scared to admit those things. Is you know, but sometimes when you have that depression, it's usually a, a surprise that somebody uh, lost their life to this illness. You know, depression. Yeah. Um, trying to be careful on how I'm saying that now because it's really making me think about it. Um, and it's like, oh, we didn't notice anything. We didn't see anything wrong. Well, here's the thing. Yes, he's, he's always, he seems always chipper. You know, he's, he makes you laugh, but he's always been very open and honest about that depression. And he's mm. even talked about suicide, uh, and, and that's, you know, that's something, there's interviews with him talking about that. Hmm. Um, so it's a little bit different, I think, here, because I don't think anybody is like, yeah, it's it's upsetting, but I don't think it's a, a huge surprise because it's something that he's talked about. Hmm. And maybe, maybe because he has talked about it so much and has tried to get help, maybe he, he was around a lot longer than uh, if he wouldn't have. True. True. Um, the other one here was Robin was bullied uh, and used comedy as a defense. You know, it really makes me think about, oh, one of the articles I read, which was really kind of depressing, uh, it was about Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. I saw that comparison. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. but, it, you know, he, even when he died, the situation was horrible. And I'm not even going to go into the details of that. That's just, it's it was bad. Um, but it basically, you know, person was there didn't know he was dying and he's just like don't leave me you know here's a person that you think is happy-go-lucky he's got money you know he doesn't have problems with friends and he, yeah it, he was going through a lot of substance abuse depression uh, you know overdosing you know, uh, on medication and drugs um, but you know he was always teased for being large yeah. and what did he do he made fun of the fact that he was that way yeah uh, that's how he deflected it. Um, 
you know, Robin was bullied. And so it just makes me, you wonder, it, just, it, it really is, I'm starting Teacher Institute tomorrow, I get students on Monday, getting to know my students, and it's really opening my eyes to what to look for. My lens has changed a little bit hmm. because of this. Yeah. It really yeah. has. It has to. Um, eight was ADHD and that he was a gamer. Uh, nine, thinking outside. Talk about somebody who thought outside the box and looked at every detail. You know, I remember he was, uh, he'd be on Johnny Carson. He'd be on shows. He'd be interviewed. He'd interact with, you know, crowds. He'd interact with the, the, the host. Um, just ad lib. You know, you know that he did Aladdin. Basically, it was all ad lib. I heard that. I read that. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, kind of wild. you know, he's able to take things that he sees or how he feels at the time and just, you know, think on his feet and 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 take it. But he's able to notice the smallest things, hmm. and and but then take it at a different angle. Um, did you did you watch Conan at all? Yeah. Did you see the the bike story? No. <laughs> oh, the, the the go ahead. Yeah, I think it did. Go ahead. Yeah, it's funny. No, it's just you know the the way that the the caring and emotion that also comes out without you know because Conan said he he never knew him as a as a close friend, but you know when he was down a couple years back when all that stuff was going through with you know the the TV shows that Robin Williams just out of the blue sent him a bike and it was like a crazy you know orange bike with green clovers all over it and, you know <laughs> Robin Williams called it and he's like did, did you ride the bike and Conan's <laughs> like yeah he's like did you look did you look really stupid doing it and he's like yeah you know and just the you know the way that um he thought about him like that. He said, "Was oh, I thought you were talking about the one where it's like, uh, yeah, what's your goal today for this one mile bike ride? Uh, to ride one mile? <laughs> 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 like okay." And then another one that I found out that Steven Spielberg, I don't know if he was hired for this or he was just asked by um, uh, Robin Williams was asked by Steven Spielberg to. I don't know. Call, somehow, I heard this, to, yeah. Call him, or, or every once in a while, just uh, when Stephen was making Schindler's List. Yeah. List, you know, a depressing movie that uh, Robin Williams would talk to uh, Spielberg just to cheer him up and just say, you know, come up with stupid jokes, um, you know, just to get him to laugh. Yeah. And um, so that thinking outside the box, doing things differently. I mean, you know, he even played characters that did things differently. Yeah. Patch, yeah. you know, uh, Patch, Patch Adams. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all, you know, you think about a lot of his characters are not your type A regular characters. Yeah, right. You could go through, and I'm, I'm, I, you'd be hard pressed to find a normal character. Yeah, normal character. And I of course, agree. the last one here, ten, which I don't know, you know, ten. You usually go ten to one, but whatever. Laughter. <laughs> Laughter. And, you yeah. know, teaching in junior high, you were talking about this, we were talking about before, you know, I had a great time, and high school years were great, junior high stunk, and Jerry was the same way, and I think that's my goal, being in junior high, is to, to have fun with the kids, get them to laugh, and I think that's such an important part of education, is making the kids feel comfortable, and getting them to laugh, 
doing stupid poop jokes, you know, for junior high. <laughs> you know, kids are going to the bathroom. You know, can I go to the bathroom? I don't know. Can you? Do you need help? I'm not going to help you. Do you want me to call the nurse? You know, little lines that I'll do like that. Or, uh, and then they come back and, uh, you know, uh, everything come out okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, those, you know, they're, all, you know, I only do it certain students after I get to know them a little bit, but, yeah. uh, but, you know, just to get that laughter and to have fun and, and that's, that's important to me. Yeah. So no, I, you know, I, I put, I put like three or four together too. And that, that leads perfectly into, to one of mine, which was, uh, there's always room for comedy, even in the darkest times, which yeah. is, uh, from, uh, you know, somebody was linking more towards, uh, good morning Vietnam. You know, and, and I like that one. Wow, because, that's a great movie. Yeah, because that's how I deal with those times. And um, I think kids like that especially, too. You know, I, I remember one of the years way back when we had, like, some serious gun threat things, you know, and <clears throat> the kids had just been berated with these security issue things, you know, just over and over and over. And every teacher talked to them about what they would do in case, you know, something happened and, we had been through it in my class too, and I was like, you know, of course, what we'll do is, you know, everyone, vent of an emergency, we'll form a semicircle around me with me in the middle. You know, those with the <laughs> highest GPA will be in the inner circle, working their way out. You know, it's, it's, you're gonna want to work hard. You know, and, and the kids just thought it was hilarious. You know, and it was completely inappropriate. But um, those that with good survival skills, they want to be closer to me too. Yeah. <laughs> But, Those of you, you know, that watch Bear Grylls, <laughs> <laughs> there, there always, I believe it's true. There, there is always room for comedy. You know, it's yeah. like, you, you, you have to, because we live in a world that has, we live in a, we live in a world that's amazing, fantastic, unbelievable, and then at the same time, horrific, terrible on, uh, you know, on certain sides of the globe, sad. You know, Just turn it, on the news. Yeah, oh, God, I can't anymore. <laughs> you know, there's you Iraq, not be depressed. Yeah. There's Iraq, there's, um, you know, the... There's Chicago. Chicago. Uh, <laughs> St. Louis now. Yeah, I know, really, right? Gary. You know what's interesting? This is completely off the side note. The, the craziest Twitter feed, if you, if you haven't seen this yet, um, it's really cool. It's called What Picture Would They Use? Have you seen this? No. Uh, so it's it's people um, in prominently, you know, black or African-American students saying like um if i were shot tomorrow what picture would they use you know and it's really interesting they post two pictures and like one is like like a um you know and they're always very polar like one would be a gangster photo and then the next one would be like the person graduating but it's very telling like which yeah. one do you think they would use we all know exactly which one they would use if they got stuck in the middle of a firefight it would be you know the gang kid that's exactly yeah. what it would be. So it's um, kind of a, a comedy. It's comedy, but it's more social it's commentary. Theory. Yeah, social it, commentary. It's like it's like listen, like this, a John Stewart this is actually an issue, and I think it came from you know that that St. Louis thing where that kid got shot, and then they use all these you know they find the one image of him that he's throwing allowed, some symbol out there too, right? That allows yeah. the media to exploit yeah. that and exploit those stereotypes. And it and, probably means nothing. It's probably his high school. Yeah, that's exactly what I saw. It's a, it's a cool. To, I think it was. I don't remember the exact uh, name. But anyhow, okay, what are the others here? Yeah, um, change it there. Life's too short to be angry. I just like that one. It's, yeah, it's good. Um, some rules are meant to be bent. I would I would say all rules are probably meant to be bent. <laughs> you know, there's we don't live in a black and white world. Everything's yeah. so gray. 
Um, but then the the one I like the best. Not all things can be taught from a book. Um, that's Dead Poet Society one yeah. too. So, you know, I think that's uh, more telling, especially for teachers than than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the uh, inside the actor studio. Do you ever see that sh show? No, don't think they, so. Um, and I, I was hoping they were going to show that one on TV uh, with Robin Williams, and they're like, you know, you know. When you go to heaven, if you believe in that type of thing, you know what do you, um, you know, what do you think you'll see? And he, he's like, uh, an open seat on the front row, <laughs> and <laughs> Beethoven and Mozart. You know, he's coming up with an Elvis, and he's going through all these, uh, you know, musicians he would love to see, and and uh, yeah, it's just kind of like he, of course, talking about death and and turning it into something. Yeah, funny. So, um, we have some links on here. Um, there's a couple. There's uh, there's a couple. I'm not probably not going to share because some of them are a little bit um, explicit, I would say, in the language and such. But I'm sure you can find some things out there. But um, you know, IMDb. Um, you know, some biography concepts there, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of of shows and specials uh, for Robin Williams, but I don't, I don't know. He just, he, he meant a lot to me because of somebody that um, I, I could connect to. And I think all of us could. Mm. Uh, not, uh, not Mork, Nanu Nanu, but uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. So anything else, Jerry? I think that's it, man. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. It's kind of our little special to Robin Williams. Please follow us on EdReach and also follow us on the great... All, uh, please follow us on EdReach and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Ha have a great week. Oh, I hope, did you already turn it off? No. I'm, uh, I'm, leaving, us, I'm leaving us with this. <laughs> Oh, my favorite Robin Williams picture of all time. That is hilarious. As like, a, why are you showing cheerleaders? As a visual person, I believe in the power of the image, and I believe this one. You know, good. I think this should have been like this should be engraved on his tombstone. It's uh -huh. just, it tells you more about what kind of person he was than his legs are good, but man, he was so furry, <laughs> so furry. Uh, and hey, just the listeners out there, we're going, we're scheduling every other week, just to let you know. Uh, if you have problems with this with that uh, then send us an email <laughs> I guess I don't know make, make sure you address it to Zach yeah Zach yeah have a great week bye